we have the ability right now to change our lives going forward, to help impact guys that come after us. And for everyone else out there, you have a chance to impact the player's life that you've cheered on. And I'm telling you, we need it. We need the help. We need the support. Yeah, I'm really him. Talking much delight. Welcome back to Net Worth. I am Justin Pugh, your host, current NFL offensive lineman. We've been messing around with current and former. I have a workout today. I may be playing for a team soon. So we're going to mess with that a little bit. We'll see if I end up being current or former here shortly. And today, speaking of that, we're going to be talking about life after football and cuts. I did a tweet about this a little while back, picked up some good traction. Some guys have reached out to me. I think that this is the most important episode that we will do going forward. Everyone's felt like they haven't been good enough at times. They've gotten fired from a job. They, they didn't get the job they wanted. They had this dream or goal and just didn't quite make it. But what happens after that? You still have your entire life to live. You still have all your goals. You still have things that you want to accomplish. How do you move on? How do you get to that next step? And in the NFL, it's very crystal clear to us. On a day late in August, right before Labor Day weekend, half the guys get cut. And when those guys get cut, most of them, their NFL career is over. Where do those guys go next? What do they do? You don't just take your ball and go home and cry in a corner. You have to start life. You have to attack this thing. And that's what today's episode is all about. First off, I'd like to thank all of our subscribers, everyone that's tuned in, everyone that's supporting the episode so far. I've seen all the comments. I've been trying to get back to everybody. I'm not the best on social media, but I'll do as good a job as I can of, of replying to everybody. If you take the time to reach out to us, I definitely need to take the time to reach out to you. So I do appreciate that. Follow, subscribe. The Network Show, it's on YouTube. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can follow our social media accounts. We have X, we have TikTok, we have Instagram. Um, so as long as you guys keep liking these videos, I will keep producing them. Hopefully this one actually has some really good benefits. And first, the, the, the first way I can describe to you what it's like to go through this situation is to give you a little bit of background on how much of a business the NFL is. Everyone out there thinks NFL stands for National Football League. In the NFL locker rooms, though, however, we call it not for long. The average career is two and a half years, whereas it takes three years and three games to get some of the benefits from the NFL, which means the average player does not get any of those benefits. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a little bit of my background and how I've got exposed to it. And then hopefully we're going to bring on a guest to talk about what it's like to go through cuts. Fortunately, I've never been cut, but I've been put with a gun to my head saying, either take this pay cut or you're going to get cut. So I've been very, very close. I've walked that line a few times and I'll, I'll tell you those stories. So first we are going to talk about the New York Giants. When I was in New York, I was a first round draft pick. I had a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. Jerry Reese was the GM. Tom Coughlin was the head coach. And when you get drafted to the NFL, specifically a team like the New York Giants, they have this slogan called, once a giant, always a giant. So when I got there, I saw guys like Chris Snee, Eli Manning, Justin Tuck, Zach Diossi, and they had been giants their entire career. They had never gone anywhere else. 
And it really hit home to me. It was, it was once a giant, always a giant. And I still, to this day, believe that. Um, when, when a team brings you in, it's almost like that high school girlfriend that you think you're going to marry. And, and some of you may, and some of you may have those careers and you get to be the Eli Manning of the world or the, or the Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona. But for a lot of guys, there comes a point in time when the business of football gets involved. So my last year in 2017, we had a rough year. The year before we had went to the playoffs, I had played my best season. In 2017, coming off that playoff year, we were the worst team in the NFL or the second to worst team in the NFL. I had a back injury. I had switched positions a few times that year. I went out to right tackle on Sunday night football. We're playing the Broncos. And I actually got like the game ball, player of the game, Sunday night football. I'm talking to Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth after the game, riding a high and start having some issues with my back. At this point, we have one win and the season's all but over. So talking to Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo, we decided it was best to, to let, let it rest and try to come back. And, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. And they're like, hey, shut this thing down. We'll get your contract figured out. We had been through talks for the past year. Being a first-round pick, they exercised my fifth-year option and let, the, let me know the Giants were willing to work to get a deal done. And so was I. But Ben McAdoo starts Geno. There's an uproar. We end up you know, losing most of the games going into the end of the season. Jerry Reese gets fired and McAdoo gets fired. And we're sitting there with a, with a new GM getting hired and Dave Gettleman with a few games to go in the season. I never had a conversation with Dave Gettleman. My agents never talked to, to them. They basically let us know, hey, we're going to be going a different direction. And that shocked me. I thought there was no way that I wouldn't be up there with the, the Chris Knees, the David Deals, the guys that have played their whole offensive line career with the New York Giants. And it hurt, you know, it's like you're, it's like finding out your high school girlfriend, you know, wants to break up with you when you guys go off to college. So at this point, I realized my time with the New York Giants is over and I'm hundred percent salty. I probably said some things that I wish I didn't say. I always try to take the high road, but every time Dave Gettleman was brought up, I was angry. And I think there's a lot of guys that felt the same way. I mean, you look at what happened with Odell, with Landon Collins, he shipped out everybody. But it dawned on me that Dave Gettleman was actually right. If I get hired as a GM, I am going to do things how I want to do them. My job's on the line. My career's on the line. Why would I not build a team exactly how I want to build it? So as the years progressed, I started to look back and I appreciated what Dave Gettleman did. He went out on his sword. Now, he was wrong and he... he his philosophy of letting some of those guys go backfired on him. Um, but he did it his way. And that's exactly what I would do if I was ever hired as the general manager of a, of a, of a team. If any teams need a general man manager, I'm here. You're not going to like my strategy as much as, as some other guys. I'm, I'm a team. Don't pay the quarterback. Um, it, it, I probably would get fired pretty quickly as well. Um, so yeah, so that was my really first, ex you know, prime example of dealing with, the business of sports. I leave the Giants and the best thing that could ever happen to me is I come to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals signed me and it's actually a funny story with the Cardinals too. I was in Arizona. We're getting ready to sign the deal and the Indianapolis Colts call us while we're sitting in the conference room with Steve Kime and the cap guy. My agent's like, Indy just called. They just lost out on Ryan Jensen who went to Tampa Bay. Um, they want to try to get a deal done. I said, great. Well, tell them they have to give us one less year on the deal, more guarantees, 
kind of, you know, sweeten the pot for myself because who wants to go from Arizona to Indianapolis for the, for the same deal? So we asked the general manager, Steve Kime, and the cap guy to leave the room. And we call the Colts and their GM now, Chris Ballard. And we're like, hey, you guys have to give us the exact same deal that Ryan Jensen got in Tampa, or we're going to sign this deal here in Arizona. And he's like, all right, give me a minute. He hangs up. He calls us back. He's like, hey, we can't do that deal. The reason I can't do that deal is Pew is coming off a back injury, which I was. I passed all the physicals. I was completely healthy. Um, and then also, I think Josh McDaniels had just signed on to be the Colts coach and then left like a week or two later to go back to New England. And there was some embarrassment, I think, there with the Colts. So you can't have your your highest paid free agent come in and you guarantee him all this money sight unseen and then he can't play for you. So literally within 15 minutes, we talked to the Colts. That deal falls through. I bring in Steve Kime and the gentleman and the cap guy from the Cardinals. We get the deal signed. I'm I'm moving to Arizona. So move out to Arizona and things things get off to a rough start. I went from the worst team in the NFL the year before with the New York Giants to the worst offense, I think, ever in the history of the NFL in 2018 with the Cardinals. Um, that coaching staff gets fired. So there's just a lot of turmoil. I go from Ben McAdoo to Steve Spagnola as a part-time coach to Steve Wilkes to then Cliff Kingsbury. And a matter of a year, a year's time, I had four different football coaches. So finally, we get some stability with Cliff. We go through the next season. We start winning some games. We draft this guy. You may have heard of him, Kyler Murray, one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL. And we start winning some games. We have a, I think we were 500 in 2019. And then boom, COVID hits. COVID rolls around and the Cardinals come to me and say, hey, look, Justin, you've been, you've been a great player for us, but you're not a pro bowler. You're not an all pro. Been close. I've had some injuries. I know I got some injury prone people out there. The Cardinals come to me and say, Hey, you have to take a pay cut. I'm thinking, F that. I'm not taking a pay cut. I'm one of our best offensive linemen. Why should I have to take a pay cut? And got into my feelings once again. But then I realized it was the business of football. And I started to think what I want to do after football. And because the Cardinals came to me and said, Hey, now not only are you going to take a 75% pay cut, you're going to have to go back and earn it through incentives. Every game you play and you show up that you're on the field, you'll get an incentive. And I'm like, have I not proven enough to you? I've just played my best season of football, and now you're making me take a pay cut. Mind you, COVID is going on in the world. There's no other options. Where else am I going to go? Am I going to move my family across the country to go play for the New England Patriots? It just didn't make sense to me. So I end up taking the pay cut. Where else am I going to go? I'm not very happy. I'm angry at Steve Kime. I'm angry at our cap guy. And I realize I need to start thinking about what's next. After, after eight years in the NFL, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Why would I want to take over a 75% pay cut, have to earn it back with incentives um, to go out there and play and play better than I was playing before and do more for the team because I'm, I'm able to to do more things off the field to help the team, camaraderie, I'm a leader, all those, all those things. So this is where I turned to real estate. I had made a, a purchase to buy a three-acre lot in Arizona that my wife and I were going to sell off one acre and we're going to build the forever home on the other two acres. COVID hits, prices skyrocket. I end up doing this thing called a 1031 exchange 
which I will talk to you guys more about down the road once we get into real estate. And I invested in multifamily apartments for the first time in my career. The firm that I invested with offered me an opportunity to come shadow and see how, see how the sausage is made, see how real estate works and how that business works. So from there, I made the investment. I started shadowing the company and I had just played, when I took the pay cut, I actually played even better that next year. So I went back to the Cardinals and said, Hey, look, if you want me to take another pay cut in this year, it's going to look like this. And I got to dictate terms. I actually have a, and, and I'll have to have Steve Kime on here. Me and him literally text messaged each other. Hey, either give me a, a deal or B deal or else I'm retiring from football altogether. And the ability to have something off the field gave me that fuel to play better on the field. I was able to go out there and play free and play unafraid that I could have my job taken at any point. And this is what it's led me to want to push this for everybody else. Not real estate, not, you know, taking the pay cuts, not, you know, leaving in free agency, but what to do when your time in the NFL comes to an end. So that's what we're going to hop into today. It really hits home for me. Hopefully we'll be able to have a guest on throughout this show to kind of give their perspective on how those things work. But uh, I'm really excited to share this playbook with you guys and how to go from, I just got cut, what do I do next? To getting a job, to working post-career because we're gonna spend more time working after football than we did playing football. And that's something that I'm excited for for every one of you out there. And, and let's dive into it. All right, so now that I've talked to you guys about the business of football, how it was exposed to me, how I saw it for the first time, how I dealt with it, how it led me to getting involved in real estate. I want to kind of give you guys the step-by-step progression of, of, of what I did during that time and then some options that you guys have out there that you might not know. All right, guys, hold on real quick. Before we keep going on with this episode, I need to explain to you guys how all of this is even possible. I've partnered with Athlete Podcast Network to make sure everything in my podcast is going according to plan. And they've helped me create net worth from the ground up. First, right out of the gate, we sat down and the guys from APN helped me come up with my values, why I wanna do this, where I wanna see this platform going long-term and the message I wanna get across to my viewers. Secondly, the branding, the logo, the brand colors, everything you're seeing on the videos and on all of the podcasting platforms APN did for me. I get to call the shots. I get to make all of the final decisions, but they help me deliver what I'm thinking up here. Third, the equipment. And this is probably the, the most important. APN flew out to my house. We went out to Best Buy. We got all of the gear that we needed from the lights to the camera, to the computer monitors, to the, to the headphones, everything. And throughout the entire process, when I've had issues, I've been able to hop on, you know, any of the Zoom or Google Meets to, to troubleshoot anything, which has been super helpful because I am not a tech guy. Fourth, editing. They do all the editing for me. Everything that you're seeing, all the social clips, all the little like cut twos. I don't even know the words for what they're doing for me just yet. But all I know is everything you're seeing is because of them. Fifth, and then one of the, the, the best part of this entire deal is we they keep me on task. They make sure that this is a business, that I'm running this as, as slim as possible. I know a lot of people are out there dumping a lot of money into podcasts, but I'm making sure I'm staying on brand, I'm staying on budget, I'm saying exactly how our business plan was laid out. And they also help me with all my social media. 
And that's another thing. I'm not the best with social media. I'm learning how to do all these different things, but they're making sure that I am focused, that I have all the information I need. They'll send me clips on how to's. So I'm learning how to, how to build this brand, how to build this podcast. We can influence and help as many people as possible. And then finally, the part that I would never even think about is distribution. I was thinking, all right, we'll get it on Apple Podcasts, we'll get it on YouTube, we'll put it on my channels. But we've created, you know, all the social media platform pages, everywhere that you can stream podcasts, we're on there, filling out what's going on inside of the episodes. They made this so simple that all I do is come, I hit record, and I'm rolling. And, and the founder of APN, or two of the founders, Alex and Preston, I've known for over five years now. We met at one of these business combines that I was at. These guys have become family to me. They've been a, a hugely important in the success of this show. So I had to give them their flowers. So make sure you guys go follow the page, Athlete Podcast, or hit up their website to learn more. They can help any athlete or anyone out there trying to start a podcast to do all the back end nitty gritty work that no one wants to do. They all, all just want to come and press record like myself. So if I am living example of, of what it takes and, and how this can, can work out, hit that follow button, reach out to them, reach out to me. I can get you guys in contact with Athlete Podcast Network. But in the meantime, let's get back to the episode. So the first one is more of the emotional side. The first thing I did was just get away. Go take your significant other, get off the phone, stop reading you know, the, the news stories or Twitter or, or searching for if someone's talking about you, decompress, get away from the game, go fishing, go hiking, um, and just decompress. Think about life and dream. Dream about what you would want to do if you weren't playing football. What was that goal you had before football even came into the equation way back when? That's the first step. The second step, write that shit down. When I was at Syracuse, I remember we had these guys come in and talk to us about goal setting. And if you write your goals down, there's some crazy percent more likelihood that you achieve those goals. Talk about who you are and why you are and how you want to be portrayed and what you want to do, where you're from. Start reaching out to former teammates because every single former teammate you had has had this moment. And they either dealt with it successfully, they're still deal with, dealing with it, trying to figure it out, or they haven't dealt with it the right way, and they're struggling. And the saddest thing is when you have a teammate that you used to play with and, and, and seeing them going through a tough time, and that just eats me alive. So if this video right here can help a few guys stay on the path to, to achieving their dreams and, and getting closer to being the man they want to be off the field, then I think I'm successful. This doesn't just go for NFL people either. This can go for anybody. If you don't get that job, you get fired from a job. You know, I know during COVID, there was friends of mine getting laid off. And I think these philosophies still apply. Getting away, writing it down, trying to figure out what you want to do and who you want to be. This is not just NFL. So the next step, and, and this is definitely for NFL guys and, and talking about our health, the health and wellness of an NFL player. I mean, look, we trade our health for money. It's, it's a simple dynamic. Every Sunday I go out there to get paid, I put my body on the line. I've had ACL, I've had shoulder, I've had hand, I've had knee, foot, you name it, concussions, head injuries. All those things take a toll on you. And that's why we get paid what we do. So the first things first, once you get your emotional in order, is getting the, the, the mental and physical in order. Your physical is your mental. 
So let's start off right there. You need to be sleeping right. You need to be eating right. You need to be hydrating. But there's a number that you guys can do as soon as you get released. And as soon as you kind of take that time away and figure out who you are and what you want to be and, and, and no teams are calling, there's one call you need to make. And that's to the NFLPA trust. If you have two credited seasons and you are officially retired, reaching out to the trust is your number one call. And what we will do is we will link the number and the email for the trust below. And that will help you. Now, before you jump down, you know, jump, jump on me, I will give us another option if you're still deciding to play and there's an option there and it's free of cost and, and we'll get to there. But if you are fully retired, we're going to call the NFLPA trust. We're going to drop the link below and they are going to be your quarterback post career. As soon as you are retired, you're going to get a program specialist that's going to be your counselor until the day you die. You will have this person to call at any given time to help you out with anything that you have going on. They'll, they'll be able to update you on any resources, any new programs. You know, we change CBAs every 10 years. So some things pop up and, and, and change. The first thing they will do is they will get you set up for a brain body executive physical that gives you a physical on your brain, all orthopedic, which is all your body parts, your mental. They pay for travel. They pay for accommodations. They pay for a meal. And you can bring your spouse all for free. And you can do this every five years. This is super important. So you get, get to set a little baseline up on how you're doing and how you're progressing. From there, you'll set up a treatment plan and you'll take it, take it and, and run with it as you may. You can do this in Louisiana. You can do this at UNC. You can do it in LA. You can do it in Florida. You can do it in Boston. And I'm reading this so I don't mess it up, but I want to make sure you guys have that information. And this does not mess with your disability insurance, your line of duty or your permanent tonal disability. It just gives you the option to go get a full body scan, brain body, as soon as you're done playing. Now say you're like, hey, Justin, I just got cut. I still want to continue to try to play. What can I do next? There is an option for that in between. It's called Exos. Well, it's called, <laughs> it's called training. And you can do it at Exos or House of Athlete. I never knew this program existed. I'm a, I'm a union member, part of the NFLPA. And I was out in Hawaii this past year at our union meetings. And Exos was there, like they are every year. I went in and I started talking to them. And they were like, did you know if, if you're a free agent, which I was at the time, you get up to a year of free training at any Exos facility, any house of athlete facility, and I'll, I'll tell you where those are in a minute, free of charge. You get two free meals. They help you with daily training, initial evaluation of your health and, and, and nutrition. And the best part is it's all free of charge. I mean, you guys know how much expensive, expensive, how expensive training can get. It can be up to $1,000 a week. So going in, having an NFL-like facility, I can tell you because I'm at Exos in Arizona right now, and they have everything. They have hot tubs, cold tubs, lap pools. If you want to get basketball hoops shots up, they got a basketball net. They got batting cages. They have a full turf, full workout. It is like you are in an NFL facility. I haven't been to House of, House of Athlete, but I know Brandon Marshall. And I can only imagine how great of a facility he has down there as well. So this, this ability is if you have two accredited seasons, you're currently an NFL free agent, and you're looking to still play. So this is that in-between where you can get your physical right and your mental because the one great thing about it and that I found is there's all the guys there are going through the same battles I am. They're either transitioning out of the NFL, trying to catch on with a team, trying to rehab from a team, 
So you're going to be around NFL players. And even better is there's a former NFL player group that's also there. So you get guys that have played in the 80s, the 90s, early 2000s, and they can give you some insight on what they've done and how they handled career and life after football. Now, at the same time, you can go to those guys and learn about the benefits because let's be real. None of us think about life after football until it's here, until it's too late. And I was talking to a former teammate of mine the other day, and me and him were having this conversation of how do, how do we know when it's done? How do we know where we go? And to be around like-minded individuals is the most important thing that you can do. So I'll give you guys a couple locations for Exos and where they're at. There's one in Phoenix, obviously. There's two in California. They have one in Pensacola, Florida. Um, there's one in Frisco, Texas. And then House of Athlete, they have one in Weston, and, in Weston, Florida, and then one in Tampa, Florida. So if you're near any of those locations, you have free training. But for those guys that aren't in those locations, think back. Let's go back to our universities. Let's go back to our high schools. Let's go back to places we can train because your physical well-being will directly correlate with your, your mental well-being. Health is wealth. That, that is, if you can't get up in the morning and be functional and go about your day, it's tough to take those next steps. So I implore all of my guys out there and I implore everyone out there, make health the foundation of your life. Do these three things right. You don't have to do any biohack, anything too crazy, just your sleep, your nutrition, and your hydration. If you can do those three things well, you are starting off on a great foundation. All right, so now that we talked about training and what the trust offers and what you can just do by yourself, just, you know, any, any, anyone can get up and start working out. Let's talk about step four, which would be education. Education is something that I'll probably do an entire episode on education and how I feel about the scholarship system and, and the NCAA and, and, and what we did while we were at school. However you feel about that, it doesn't matter at this point. But education going forward in the NFL career is the most important benefit that I think a lot of guys overlook. Every year you play, you have $20,000 towards tuition, which will be reimbursed for the NFL. You pay it. The NFL repays you. The only thing you do is you are taxed on that. So be aware that there will be like a three dollars to $4,000 tax bill that comes with that. I know when the Cardinals came to me and said, hey, we need you to take a pay cut. That offseason, I went back to Columbia University and got a certificate in real estate. So you're able to go back and take some of these courses and your counselor through the NFLPA Trust will help you set these types of things up. So there's an education benefit, which is a true scholarship that gives you $20,000 a year. So as soon as you're done, there's like two different rungs. Every year you get some kind of benefit around $20,000, depending on how much time you have in the league and you're taxed on it. But there's an education benefit through the trust for $20,000. There's a true scholarship. You don't get taxed on that whatsoever. So that last year you're playing, you can use up to $40,000 towards tuition. You can go back to school. You can finish your degree. We all know when we were in college, they put us in the easiest degree possible that didn't conflict with football. I know I had a teammate at Syracuse who was an engineering major, and that, that schedule conflicted with football, and they got him out of there right away. So we all know that those, those degrees that they put us in and all the fans that are like, oh, you guys, you got a free education. It really isn't a meaningful education that we're getting. We'll talk about this later. But this is a chance to go back and get that meaningful education, going back to your school and, and looking at what you might want to do, going back to what you wrote down and, and what your goals and what your purposes are. 
They also have, through the NFLPA Trust, which we'll link below, they have career services and they're going to help you prepare for the real life, help you with resumes, cover letters, help you tighten up that LinkedIn or create one. I just created a LinkedIn for the first time. They have business mentors that are going to teach you all the hard and soft skills if you want to become an entrepreneur and start your own business. They also have another layer to this called financial finesse, which you can use while you're playing. It helps you look at your financial advisors, potential business partners, do any free background checks. I'm telling you guys, we all hate on the NFLPA because everyone thinks uh, the only good time to go into NFLPA meeting is when we have that Madden check. The services that the NFLPA provides are unmatched. Reach out to your directors, reach out to the NFLPA trust, get involved now, learn about your benefits now so you're not scrounging once you're done. The next thing I want to talk about, and this is kind of true to my life and was a huge, huge reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now is a business combine called Pro Athlete Combine. It was started by the director of player engagement, formerly of the Miami Dolphins. He did this for the first time in 2018. He brought one guy from every NFL team. And I remember sitting in the New York Giants locker room and I got this anonymous package and it was just a key. And it said, we'll be reaching out to you, discuss further what this is about. And I remember getting a few mo- a call a few months later and this guy, Caleb Thornhill, gives me a call and said, hey. I'm director of player engagement with the Miami Dolphins. We're putting this business combine together. We're getting one guy from every NFL team to come to New York. We're going to have the top CEOs. We're going to have entrepreneurs. We're going to have people that own sports franchises come and talk to us and really let us know what life looks like after football. So of course I go to this event. We're going to, you know, we're going to the headquarters of Google, Facebook. We have CEO of Rock Nation. We have Jesse Itzler, who him and, and, and his wife, who his wife started Spanx. He he's the founder of uh, Zico Zico Coconut Water. Um, I think it's NetJets. I mean, we have entrepreneurs that started their own you know own, own companies. We have real estate investors, developers, house flippers, real estate agents, and that's what got me hooked on real estate. This education component I had to pay for out of pocket at the time, but since then, Caleb has left the Miami Dolphins started Pro Athlete Combine and through tuition reimbursement and a certificate program through the University of Miami, which I have right on the wall right there, you can go down to Miami. You can go through this week-long intensive program through tuition reimbursement. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. It made the biggest difference for me. It gets you around like-minded individuals. I met so many guys um, that wanted to be successful off the business field and they teach you Basic things, how to network, how to negotiate, how to write your goals down, how to get more involved in your community. And that's what I've taken and I put that into action. From five years ago to today, I've been I've been there twice. They had to shut it down for a little while. They were trying to figure out the way to work with tuition reimbursement. Caleb, you know, has has done a great job with that. And and what that does is it it allows you to take the next step without having fear of failure, having fear of, I, I can't do this. There will be former players there. I know we had the McCordy twins were there this past year talking about life and transitioning into media. Julius Thomas went back and got his degree, I think, in psychology, and now he's helping players off the field. Justin Forsett came back and he's he started a brand that he now has. It's called, um, it was a white brand, like a, a shower pill, and he's since changed the name, but it's about, you know, 
He started that in 2018 and now he's in Walmarts and he's in Targets and he has a successful business going. So you see guys transitioning, how they've done it, the help they've received. We're a community. We have that brotherhood about us. The last part is putting it into action. So when I told you to write all this down, I think networking is the number one most important thing for NFL athletes. Before education, before any of that, if you know how to network and meet people and have real conversations, you can be successful. The gold jacket, number one networker, and if you see this, Larry, we need you on the podcast. The number one networker in the NFL is Larry Fitzgerald. We would go play the Dallas Cowboys and Larry would have Mark Cuban come and speak to us. Networking is the key to success. And we're also scared to go in front of these business folks and have those conversations. Don't go into it. I'm going to tell you exactly what I did and exactly how I did. And I'm, I'm finally getting better at it now. Larry's going to have to give us some tips. Kelvin Beecham's another one that's unbelievable, an offensive lineman for the Arizona Cardinals. Those two guys need to do a TED Talk on networking and how to execute it. And I will tell you exactly what I, what I did and how I, and how I did it. And, and they might have some other tips, but this is just mine. I wrote down everyone from my hometown, my alumni, the NFL cities that I played in, and I started reaching out to them. I just made an Excel spreadsheet. There's nothing pretty about it, where they're located, you know, the city they're in, their email, their phone number. And I just started making a list, all the guys that I wanted to reach out to. And what I started doing, I started cold emailing, cold texting, cold calling, saying, hey, I'm transitioning out of the NFL. I'm interested in real estate. Could you help, you know, and not help. I didn't go into it like, hey, help me. Help me. I can't take care of myself. I actually went into it like, can you help share your story with me? And let me know how you were able to set up your foundation, set up your business, set up whatever you're doing. And, and it doesn't have, it didn't have to be real estate. I just want to hear stories. Hey, my name's Justin Pugh. I just finished up my college career. I just, and even if you didn't play in the NFL, I just played at Syracuse University, which I see you're, you were alumni at. I just finished my NFL career. I was playing with the New York Giants, the Arizona Cardinals. I saw you went to Syracuse or you're, you're a big Cardinals or Giants fan. I would love to meet you for coffee and just hear your story. That's exactly how I would go into it. And some people are saying, it's a waste of time. You don't want to reach out. Go have coffee with every single person you can. Go into that scenario as humble as possible. Who cares that you played in the NFL? No one does. No one cares you played in the NFL except you and your wife. When your NFL career is over, it is over. Be humble. You are back at the bottom of the totem pole. You have a great in. You have this card that you can play that people are going to be interested about. But if you go into it with the humble mindset of, I have to start from the bottom again, it will resonate. People will respect it and you will go a whole lot farther. I'm not saying don't leverage it. Definitely say in your email, your cold call, your, your text, whatever it is, I just got done playing football. I was just in the NFL. Leverage the NFL shield as much as you can. But when you go and meet those people, it doesn't matter anymore. They're the professionals. They're doing what we want to do. That's the beauty of it. The tables have turned. Every time I go have a conversation and I meet somebody, they're the professionals. They're the, they're the ones that I'm trying to idolize. Just go and listen. Have them tell you their stories. People are so fascinating and come from such unique backgrounds. It's great to get that perspective. Once the conversation's over and, and maybe you like what you hear, or, or I could see myself doing that. Ask me if you can just go shadow them for a day. There is not a CEO out there that wouldn't want to have you come in for a day and shadow to see what they do, what they, how they do what they do. And then from there, 
you either decide, hey, I like doing this. I would like to do it more. Maybe you could ask for an internship or you could say, do you know anyone that would be willing to give me an internship? People are so willing to help. Everybody out there that's listening to this, I want to be able to connect mentors with mentees, guys to come and shadow. So this is my call to action. If you're out there and you're a CEO and you would love to have an NFL guy come shadow you for a day so you can see what, what life is like for a, a CEO or, or C-suite or, or anyone for that matter, let me know. Drop, your, drop the name, drop your links. I want to get guys connected and, and take that next step. And, and that's what, exactly what I did. I invested with a company. It's called IDM Companies. It's a real estate firm out here in Phoenix, Arizona in the Pacific Northwest. I invested. I went and shadowed. Their COO, Jason Larson, is one of my best friends. Their CEO, Jeff Gordon, and I hit it off. And I realized I could see myself working for this firm. I've worked for them for the past two off-seasons. I've continued to play football while working for them in the off-season. So what I do is I go and train in the mornings, get ready for football, get my mind and body right. And then in the afternoons, I go and work. I just go and shadow. And I go in there humble. I don't know what I don't know. I'm having the ability to sit down with brokers and consultants and bankers, and I'm starting to talk to limited partner equity folks. Um, it's been an unbelievable experience. It's changed my life. But just by doing those simple steps, reaching out and cold calling people and, and having you know, random conversations, it has changed the trajectory of what I want to do post-career. And it's given me that purpose. And it gives me that freedom to go out there and play knowing that I have something set up for, for the next chapter. And once I close that book on the NFL, whenever that is, I know what I'm going to be doing next. And who knows? It may, I may pivot. I may go into something else. I may decide I want to get into coaching. You never know until you jump into the deep end. So this is my call to action. Jump into the deep end, guys. Get uncomfortable. Reach out to former players. Reach out to myself. The reason I want to do this podcast is because I want to help you. Reach out to me. I'll get you in contact with the NFLPA. Reach out to me. I'll try to get you in contact with a mentor. I want to have more guys on this podcast talking about what they do off the field and how they've been able to find success, then it motivates you to do it. And for the fans, and I'm sorry this episode has gotten a little more niche specific to the NFL player, I want you guys to be a part of this too. Help. You put these players' jerseys on every Sunday and you support them with your hard-earned dollars. Now's a chance to help them once they get off the field. And for the players to realize how important fans and the interaction with the fans can really be. Leverage that. Use that. Interact. We're all just people. We literally all are doing the exact same things. And as soon as you take off that helmet and you got to put the suit and tie on or the, the coaching gear on, we are all just human beings. And that's what I'm trying to get a point across in this podcast. We have the ability right now to change our lives going forward, to help impact guys that come after us. And for everyone else out there, you have a chance to impact the player's life that you've cheered on. And I'm telling you, we need it. We need the help. We need the support. So that's it for today, man. I really appreciate it. I think this will always be one of the most important podcasts I put out. If there's anything else that I'm missing, guys, feel free to drop any comments We'll post it to the page. If anybody wants to come on and, and help, if I've missed anything and fill the cracks in, we really appreciate it. So go subscribe to all the all the social pages at Networth Show. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll we'll keep this conversation going, and hopefully we'll we'll get some more folks on. Take care. Demon say she wanna come and see me when I'm in a local city. I'm like pause though. Please step aside so they can see me.